0: Hey guys, welcome to Zach Tax. Uh, we no, got a quick
1: move.
0: No. Oh gosh, my bad.
1: No, just go. I'm keeping it in. There's no clapping. Hey, go.
0: Hey, Start welcome anywhere. to Zach
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for real, go.
0: All right. Hey, welcome to Zach This is Patrick. I'm with Chad. This is a bit of an emergency episode. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. We're ready for this? Yeah, this is right? the
1: We Can't Go Anywhere Soon episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh as you know when you were a Texas governor and you were under fire uh for your handling of people being without power for 4 to 5 days what do you do you lift, you lift the all
1: nation. of the restrictions from covid all
0: all, all covid restrictions Poof. have been lifted in Texas
1: we're going to be back to normal in 8 days patrick so we like want nothing ever reaction. happened it's going to be wonderful
0: Correct, but we wanted an immediate reaction from, from Chad and and from me. So we've really done nothing except like send a a meme. I sent a meme to you. That's really that's the only reaction you've gotten from me so far. So, Chad, what are your thoughts, man?
1: I just why? I mean, we have gone through a year now of closures of one form or another of masking of you know all of this like we've dealt with this for a year and now here we are we have vaccines we're doing two million a day we just got johnson and johnson i mean we are right at the precipice why are you gonna lift why are you gonna lift the mask mandate so I'm not, oh, here's what i don't here. understand you want to open everything up 100 okay we can talk about that but how do you do that while also lifting the mask mandate
0: I'm going to surprise you here in a minute because, look, I I have always said that Governor Abbott is like the master magician, uh, like the man behind the curtain of Wizard of Oz, basically, right, when it comes to politics. This is a standard Governor Abbott move. Bad things happening in Austin, people on all aisles upset, hearings, just ugliness going on, and Abbott comes out with a bread and butter, make his base happy Get excited! I'm lifting the mask mandate, getting rid of all my executive orders, which he was already under fire for a lot of them, anyways. And that, I mean, that's just what's to be expected, right? I mean, it, it, why would we have expected anything else? He came out last week and floated the idea that he was thinking about getting rid of masking, uh, in standard Abbott form, and then he came back and, and and got rid of it. So, I'm not I'm not surprised by it. But this goes back to the same thing that we wrote in the roundup this month that, you know, the roundup literally just went out. Right. And and I look, bear with me and I am not playing devil's advocate. This is my honest and actual opinion. In all aspects of COVID, we have failed to be honest with people. Right. Mm-hmm. We have failed to be honest with people to tell them what the actual science is, what whether masks work or masks don't work. We have confused the life out of people. Um, you know, vaccines, no vaccines. I mean, you get things differently every day, all the time. And the government sometimes has taken positions both at the national and state level that were not fully disclosed why they were taking that position. I would say that we are in a state right now in our country that we possibly know more about COVID in how to protect Americans than we share with Americans. And I'm not saying we should be lifting mass mandates and we should just be tearing off the Band-Aid. But I, I am saying that we should have started to peel the Band-Aid back as if we're peeling it off a four-year-old kid who can't take it all at once. And, and we, we haven't done that. And we should be doing that because vaccines are available, treatments are available, mental health is a major issue, And we're not being honest with the public. And we need to be honest. And and look, I'm the first one to say, had COVID, COVID's real, 100%, right? But I, I feel like we're at a point where the government should start talking about how to get back to normal. And instead, we're coming out with news stories over and over again about how normal's next summer and then wait, normal's in 2022. And maybe normal is all the way through 2022. At what point does it stop? That's
1: my thought. Okay, so you can see me like squirming in my chair just waiting. Uh, you're okay, so squirming in my chair. I'm trying to, side, to yeah. give you the, the opportunity. Okay, so I don't yeah. disagree with a lot of what you have to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The problem is, just like in other aspects of Texas politics, we opt for the most extreme response to something, okay? Oh, we don't like these uh, these big cities doing big government things. Well, we're going to use the state to crack down on that right? We're going to use big mm-hmm. government to stop big government. We don't like these masking mandates. Uh, we don't like things being closed. So now here we are so close. We've already gone through this. We've had mask mandates. We've had full closures for like six weeks last year, right? The state of Texas has already implemented some of these things. So it's not like not like we're asking for something new. All I'm saying is being so close We're going to do two things that are contradictory. We're going to fully reopen, which I don't necessarily have a problem with that anywhere near as much as I do about at the same time saying you don't have to wear masks anymore. Well, Those those two things don't mesh together. What we should have done in the first place is had less restrictive closures and mask mandates. If we were going I, to do that, I, that's what we should have done. And
0: we should have- I, I, would, I would agree, but the federal government, the professionals in the federal government, not the politicians, the professionals in the federal government came out very early and said masking is not necessary because they were afraid that there was going to be a rush on mask. Instead of just telling people you're going well, to- you know how masked.
1: you fix that is you allow prices to fluctuate based on demand. But instead, oh, what we would can't. do is we would say, oh, you can't price gouge, <laughs> and then no, then no <laughs> one can get them. Okay, so let's let the market work. but you also, it just doesn't make any sense to have this contradictory approach to it, right? And, and there's something in the psyche of uh, Texans in particular, but Americans generally, that um, we have a very strong independent personal freedom mindset, which is great in many cases, right? It sparks all kinds of innovation and dynamism and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But in the case of mask wearing, the mask is not actually for your benefit as much as it is for everyone else's benefit, right? So there's a quote that he says here. You know, just removing these state mandates does not end personal responsibility in caring for your family members. But if he if he's never been to a bucky's, he's never been to the gas station down the street when when the ice storm hit, everyone just decided that that was enough to deal with, and they they were going to forget about <laughs> the COVID. <laughs> everyone was in the gas station without masks mass on.
0: Can, can, can we explain why bucky's was open because bucky's has like a big jack backup generator system and they're always open. oh i'm talking yeah. generally every oh, okay, yeah, so there's yeah, a bucky's just, just
1: like 15 minutes from my house and my parents I, love they just are in love with bucky's so every time we meet them with the kids or whatever we have to go to bucky's and i'll go in and get a drink or use the nice clean bathrooms but no one in there is wearing a mask
0: it's a halfway decent barbecue sandwich can we say that
1: all I'm saying is, Governor Abbott thinks that quote, <laughs> we have mastered the daily habits to avoid getting COVID." Unquote. He has never been to a Bucky's.
0: Like- look, I, I yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with any of that. I, I do not. But I would say, where was individual responsibility in the governor's first order when he shut down all businesses across the state with no knowledge, no idea of what he should be doing? He just unilaterally decided he was going to shut everything down. He didn't follow a pandemic plan. He didn't trust the experts. Everybody just freaked out.
1: So this is what we do we then. We just go from one extreme to the other.
0: Correct. Right? Absolutely. That's not
1: healthy. That's not good policy. We have to have. <laughs> we have to have a measured, incremental approach, right? <laughs> to all of this stuff. <laughs> like that philosophy applies not just to development patterns and and things like that. It also applies to like public health policy. Let's be measured. Let's let's take smaller steps using what we learn over time. and one thing that we have learned is that the masks actually do help. So if we're going to start reopening, let's continue to encourage the mask wearing.
0: Look I, I don't I don't disagree with that
1: because now I, I can't I'm, I'm not I'm, gonna I'm, go anywhere.
0: I'm one of those so everything people... is
1: reopening and and I'm not going to go anywhere because nobody else gives a crap about wearing a mask and protecting other well. people.
0: Let's be fair, Chad. You don't go anywhere, anyways.
1: I go places, occasionally. But I'm not now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, look, I'm one of those people that have both had COVID and I've been vaccinated because I'm over a 30 BMI. And I'm a chubby guy. Hey, minus my Peloton bike, by the way. Have you gotten your ride in today?
1: Uh, not today. I had some okay. household chores to do.
0: See, I'm I'm Chad's accountability buddy. My skinny friend Chad on the other end of this call. Forgets <laughs> his peloton, right? But all that being said, uh, you know, look, I, I was I was in this like this weird place where I really wore a mask not for my protection, but for other people's protection. Which is, you know, I respect other people, and so I wear a mask to keep other people safe. At this point in my life, I'm not keeping myself safe, so you know, I, I just I don't know. I'm not I'm not as concerned. But I think, at the end of the day, we were going to get here anyways. I just for me, it has a lot more to do with the fact that we're getting here after we just finished up hearings over the failures of ERCOT and the electricity grid.
1: Yes, of course that's why this is happening right now.
0: Yeah, correct. This is happening right now because people in Texas, they they tend to go to the the populist story, and this is it. I mean, he he is a master at this. And I guess we're just Yes. Are we sheep?
1: A very large chunk this of his question? base is going to completely forget about the disaster that occurred two weeks ago
0: because Until they the don't have to ones. wear masks
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I'm all for personal responsibility and I'm for smaller, intelligent, and respectful government. I'm not saying that I was in favor of the draconian shutdowns, but at this stage of the game, when we've gone through what we've gone through, I just don't, it's just a contradictory response to to really no stimulus outside of the ice storm. Like there is nothing that's actually happened in the past month or two on COVID that would get us to the point where we could say we could totally reopen and also get rid of the mass mandate. So if those are already on the books, then what has really changed? Yes, cases have started to drop as vaccines have become more prominent, but cases over the past week or so have started to stabilize and/or pick back up. So stabilized so, Texas.
0: Yeah, so, so we're just below nine percent in positivity rates, which is the number that is pretty much looked at by the task force.
1: Yeah, but nothing has really changed to the point where, objectively speaking, we would say it now is the right time for us to to basically go back to how it was thirteen months ago.
0: I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I, I just. <laughs> I just think, why are we surprised? That's the thing that, that I throw out here. Why are we surprised that Abbott goes down this route? He was in trouble with his base. He needed this. This was his, you know, this was his spade, right? This was the ace of spades. He needed to throw it in order to make it happen. And that's what he did. And, and the question is, does that mean he's tapped out at this point? Like what else can he do at this point? Right. Case counts go up, you know, you know, does does it change? And, and I think the reality is, Chad, is we have enough people in the state of Texas who've probably had COVID and have been vaccinated. And, and like I've said to people, if you're in a high-risk class and you have the ability to get vaccinated, do it. Uh, that's a personal choice that, that people get to make. It's also a personal choice to go buy an N95 mask off of Amazon. They're available now. You can buy them and have them shipped to your house. And those masks do protect the individual. Uh, but, but, you know, look, I, I'm not...
1: I don't like being. I'm not trying to
0: justify. You don't like being. I don't like
1: like being the position of taking the stance that I'm taking, (laughs) which is that we should (laughs) continue, basically, uh, the government telling us, you know, what to do. But we're already like that's the status quo, right? We've already accepted that this is the world that we're going to live in temporarily. So that being the case, is this the right time to decide that that's no longer needed? And I just don't think that there's any reason for it right now, other than a deflection of other issues going on in the state right now.
0: But what else was Abbott going to do? His PUC chairwoman resigned yesterday. You know, All of the out-of-state ERCOT board members, which riddle me this, why do we have board members out of state living in other countries? Who knows? But just at the end of the day, what else was he going to do? He floated the idea last week. He got a little traction with it he pulled it that's exactly what he did is he pulled it like any other political animal abbott comes out here and does exactly what he does and and i just don't know why we're surprised now here's the question let's talk about the difficulty for local governments at this point local governments are in a position now that's
1: a good segue by the way to make this relevant for our listeners
0: (laughs) (laughs) without getting too political right but Local governments are now in the position, and and I actually wanna focus on school districts, which is not really a realm that we work in. School districts are in a position to now have to make a decision whether their students are going to mask within schools or not. He didn't address that at all in his order. There's been no guidance that came down from TEA. I'm sure there are gonna be students that show up to school tomorrow without a mask on. And obviously this order is not even supposed to take effect till Wednesday the 10th of March. But all these localities are now gonna have to deal with the consequences of these decisions. And I have always said, my kid doesn't wear a mask in school because I'm afraid my kid's going to get COVID. I want to be really clear: my kid wears a mask in school because I'm afraid he's going to give COVID to his teacher. His to- teacher's going to fall ill, and it's going to be detrimental to that individual. That has always been my concern of my kid going to in-person school. Um, and, and 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 that's the situation we're in now. Where a- am I going to send my kid to school with a mask on? Uh, and, and the answer is is you know, probably yes, I don't know, but yeah, probably yes. And what are other parents going to do? And I can guarantee you in the community that I live in, you're going to have 40% of the kids-ish that don't wear a mask to school. And the school district, based on this order, is not allowed to implement any type of mask mandate, nor is the county or the city, unless it exceeds the hospital capacity limits of 15%. And I think what Abbott looks at is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, but I think what what's going on with the state is, is we now have enough therapies and other things that are in place that we get somebody in the hospital, we give them therapies, we get them out of the hospital. It's a survivable event, somewhat. That's with air quotes, right? And and that's the issue. The problem is, is that real people get sick from COVID and real people die from COVID. It's the political argument that I've made all day long to anybody that will listen to me, which is. You cannot go around and act like it's not a real thing because somebody's grandma or somebody's grandpa got it, had it, and were impacted by it. So, and we're going to have the same issue in schools. And that scares me a little bit because I really respect the people that teach my children.
1: Yeah. And I respect teachers who are actually there in classes and are Mm -hmm. taking that risk and who realize that our kids are having a really rough time right now especially those that are not physically in school like they're not learning anywhere near you uh, know what they what you would normally expect because that environment is not conducive to learning. Zoom classes, I mean uh, there's a uh, I just sent you this last night uh, the
0: so I listen I listened to it this morning so we can chat about it real quick if you want to dig into that. yeah
1: okay, so the New York Times daily podcast is starting a four-part series on the school district in Odessa, our good friends out mm-hmm. in Odessa. Starbaker this past month in sales tax game day. Uh, And they have kids that are opting for virtual school who, for a variety of reasons, including the fact that the oil market has not been very good, are actually having to work during the day. So they have their phones out with Zoom turned on and earbuds in their ears while they're making smoothies at the mall. How are you supposed to learn anything? in that environment. They're just doing it so that they, because they have to be in that position, the position, right? Unfortunately, that's the Mm -hmm. situation that they're in and they don't want to be counted absent. So they're logging in, but they can't listen to the lecture if they could get anything out of it anyway, which having taken plenty of online classes, I could tell you it's very difficult as someone who at the time was taking classes that I was really interested in. And in that scenario, it was still difficult to learn versus in-person, you know, coursework. Um, but to be in a position where you're, you know, a high school senior and you've got senioritis setting in and you're about to graduate. And then you're also working while you're quote unquote in class. I mean, this is just not an environment that is suitable for actual learning. And so the teachers who want to be there and who are making every effort and taking that risk because they understand that what our kids need is to have normal schooling, normal schooling, normal human interactions with their friends, Things like that i 100 am with you in terms of my respect for them
0: yeah i mean look at the end of the day talking about this odessa series you know we've only listened to part one of four right and um it's it's clear you know the superintendent i've heard this from other superintendents uh that i know here locally as well uh, in the fort worth area that you know online learning really is not beneficial for a large segment of the population i i have been told by some superintendents that there is a small population maybe two to 3% uh, of their population that does actually do decently well in online learning. And, and maybe we should have like this fundamental shift within our education system to allow for that. I've, I've heard that, but most of the time, the comment has been the kids don't learn at the level they do while they're in class. They don't turn in work. Um, you know, They're really just there because if you're in person, you get you know credit for classes is the way that a lot of these systems are structured. I would say that it's crazy to me. We took some steps in Texas and I, and I, I believe that people that are in the classroom, and let me be clear, my wife is, is one of them. She's a high school principal. They are heroes in the state of Texas. They have they have done something and I don't think we will ever truly know what the impact of that is. But we we do know that our kids weren't learning at home, that they had major mental health issues, that we were seeing you know, basically fissures in our society because we didn't have this normality with our kids. And teachers that have stepped up and gone to school and taught our children in the classroom have have just done an enormous service to the state of Texas. They are not babysitters. Uh, They are nurturing and feeding the young minds of tomorrow. And we, and I personally appreciate that, that my kids are there. It's the things that we fight on the edges. In education that get me. We don't understand how important education is until we don't have it. Uh, and then when we do have it, we fight about things on what we have to do in order for them to have it successfully. And, and I'm, I'm kind of blabbering on, but I'm coming back to the fact of as Americans, the least we can do, or as Texans, the least we can do is be supportive of the things that allow our teachers to be safe in the classroom. If that means my eight-year-old son, who does not care about wearing a mask, in fact, when I when he when I pick him up from school at the end of the day, he has his mask on. the The kid doesn't even know he's wearing his mask. If that keeps his teacher safe and she's stepping up to do that for for our state, then hey, it is what it is. Uh, and and I'm willing to do that as a parent. So, uh, hold on, please. Speaking Let of you know, which. Speaking of which, I'm excited that our kids are back in school. I think that's important, uh, you know, and, and this is totally off base for this podcast, I think. But my comment to you on this Odessa podcast is, I don't really know where they're going with it. Like, I, I can see the foreshadowing of the kids on the bus and, you know, somebody's going to get it, bus driver's going to die, who knows, or somebody's grandmother's going to die. Like, I, I see all those connections, right? I see that's where they're where they're going. But I there's such an interesting liberal perspective on that podcast. And I'm gonna be interested to see where it goes.
1: Well, I'll say two things. One, the the young student that they kind of followed, where she was she was the one working at the smoothie shop.
0: Correct yeah. Making the wrong smoothies.
1: I got nerd out excited when she said that the one thing that she loves about school was banned, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) um, but I I will say that one thing I was surprised at is so far, it seems relatively fair about the impacts on both sides. Like we wrote about this in the, in the summary of our newsletter this week in life, there are really no such things as solutions. There are just trade-offs. They have pros, they have cons, right? There are pros and cons to opening schools. There are pros and cons to reopening Texas. There's there's never going to be a solution that's going to be long lasting forever. They That doesn't have any side effects, right? So yeah. our schools Correct. are open because in-person learning is better. The con with that is the potential for teachers and staff to contract coronavirus. The pro with having only virtual school is that that likelihood is significantly less. But the con is that the quality of the education and our children's mental health is suffering greatly. And I think that they did, at least in the introduction of it, they do seem to be acknowledging that that there is a pretty big con to not having in-person school in terms of the actual well, education and mental health of our children.
0: I had a cousin in the Northeast who's a teacher in Maryland and they're not in school. And she sent me like an online petition to sign that basically states they shouldn't go back to school because it's unsafe. And I just kindly sent her back a message. And I said, hey, I love you, but we've been in school in Texas since August and September. I, I just think there's such a fear factor there, right? Right. Um, and, and I don't like that Texas is the petri dish. I don't like that we're the petri dish when it comes to education. I don't like that we're gonna be the petri dish when it comes to whether the mask mandate worked or didn't work, because we're gonna find that out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, just go ahead and count 14 to 21 days from March 10th, and we're gonna know yeah. pretty quickly- By April 1st, you should, have have, a,
1: just you, should you should start have to see idea. if if it really has an impact.
0: Correct. And so, you know, I, I think, look, that's, that's gonna be interesting and 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 I and, and we'll see where the state of Texas goes from there. The governor in his speech was very different from what he actually wrote in his order. I also wanna state that. You know, his order talks about individual responsibility and things like that, just like his speech does, but his order also has very clear guidelines on that businesses can still enforce a mask mandate. Well, right? I would it's, hope so, it's no since, difference in,
1: since it's private Christ, property.
0: Since it's private property and the argument that's going to come down to, but you know, what's going to happen, going to come you know,
1: what's of- going to happen is that they're without the teeth of the state doing it or the County or whatever, you know, jurisdiction. Well,
0: th- there was no teeth. There was no teeth. In well, the I understand. We I understand
1: that no one is getting arrested for not wearing a mask. And I'm not suggesting that people should be arrested yeah. for not wearing a mask, but uh, you know, you go to a target and there's a big sign at the front door that says, you know, this uh, you're required to wear a mask in this location. It's one thing when that, when, as someone who, doesn't want to wear a mask, right? If you're going to one of these locations without a mask and no intention to wear one, it's one thing to just see that sign and think, oh, well, Target just wants me to wear a mask. It's another thing if you know that there's a state mandate that says that you're supposed to. So, I I will like, because at that point, we're asking team members at Target to be the ones enforcing reasonable behavior in a pandemic, right? And it's just not fair.
0: This is going to make my twice a week people watching even more interesting. And let me explain that. I go to Chipotle two to three times a week, mainly because the cauliflower rice is really good and I eat a lot of protein at lunch. And that's been my big health kick to get my BMI down. But the Chipotle that I go to is a clash of cultures and I'm not going to name the town or where it's at. But where I go, you you see the mix of I will never wear a mask and the individual who is going to argue with the person that doesn't wear the mask, right? And this this Chipotle about two weeks ago decided that they were going to enforce their mask mandate. If you do not wear a mask, you cannot go inside the Chipotle. They have online ordering now where you can get delivery in the car. And they basically tell you. You have to wear a mask inside chipotle and if you don't you can order through the app and we'll deliver it to your car outside right that's that's how it goes so for the last two weeks i have sat there twice a week inside chipotle eating my tacos or you know eating my bowl and it has been amazing to watch the clash a chipotle employee walks over and says ma'am or sir you don't have your mask on we require you to wear a mask i'm not gonna wear a mask there's nothing that says i have to it's not the law and this is going to encourage that conversation even more which going is going to make my people watching even that much more interesting because i don't think chipotle is going to change their policy on mass anytime soon
1: yeah so but, right but that's i mean that's the right right if like, that's the right we have smoking bans in restaurants but before smoking bans took effect you had plenty of restaurants who didn't want to allow smoking
0: oh, i okay. mean that happened in Hudson oaks remember i mean we we legally by law could not put in place smoking bans throughout the city which you know we had some members of council and staff who felt like smoking bans were an overreach and I, I respected that. But uh, what ended up happening is, is as the city started to redevelopment, redevelop and those restaurants started building new facilities, those restaurant owners did not want smoking because it, you know people didn't wanna to go to a restaurant that had smoking, period. There were more people that didn't wanna go versus that went there. So the market is gonna drive some of this, right? Just like crunchy Chipotle is probably going to have a mask mandate and I'm gonna stand in line twice a week with my mask on, to get my cauliflower rice.
1: Do you wear a mask at the drive-through?
0: No, I do not. That's a really good question. So do you- I put
1: my mask on when I get to the window. Even though for the most part I'm far enough away and the interactions are very short, but just out of respect for the fact that they're having to interact with people and I sit in my office all day by myself, <laughs> you know, I just. So this is a fun light.
0: This is a fun lightning round question. Do your kids wear a mask when you go to a restaurant?
1: Uh, we we have not actually been to a restaurant. We've probably been to an actual sit-down restaurant inside the restaurant maybe four or five times. Now we order a lot to go. Um, okay, but you know we also had a newborn at the beginning of the pandemic, and even though we always, you know, we have traditionally visited restaurants with young children, it was just a lot more effort with the masks and with the newborn and having three at the time. And, you know, of course, we're going to have four soon. So um, those those dynamics are just changing as our family grows. Um, but when we when we have gone to restaurants, we have tried to eat outside. So we're a little bit further away from people. Um, but my oldest will wear one. My youngest. She was less than two, so she's not required to wear one. And then obviously her infants not going to wear one. but. But yeah, I mean, when we go to the store, my two uh, older ones will, will wear masks.
0: Interesting. Okay. Do you wear a mask outdoors at a park?
1: No, especially if okay. I'm not around someone. Okay. The mask is a tool, right? It's not a virtue signal. Like the 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 purpose of it- Her Virtue signal. The purpose of it is to protect people around you. So if you're not around <laughs> anyone, especially outside where the risk of infection is significantly lessened, then no, it's not, I'm not, I'm not like- worried about people who are jogging, not wearing a mask. That doesn't bother me.
0: So no, I don't wear a mask in a drive-thru. My kids do wear a mask at a restaurant. We go to restaurants three to four times a week, at least. Um, I wear a mask anytime I walk in somewhere. I don't wear a mask when the waiter's asking me for my order, uh, which I've always found a little weird. Like I just take my mask off when I get to the table. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's. I'm just trying to think through like how has COVID changed I've really, as a family, tried to keep our normal schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, granted, my whole family's had COVID too. So.
1: Yeah, we, I mean, we have we have kept some of it. Um, we used to do music class at TCU on the weekends, and that went to virtual last spring. Um, we got to the point over the summer where the kids just weren't able to to do it. There's just so many distractions, mm-hmm. you know, on Zoom call in your living room. So we looked for other things. Uh, we did baseball in the fall. I wore a mask as the coach. The kids didn't have to. Um, my daughter goes to, uh, like gym class on Saturdays and the kids don't have to wear masks. Everyone, everyone else does. So we, we have tried to keep things as similar as possible. Um, the mm-hmm. travel and the restaurants, are the two things that we just, we haven't done as, as frequently as we used to.
0: Interesting. I mean, we, we kind of live in, in two different worlds, but I think that has more to do with kids ages.
1: Yeah. My kids are a lot younger.
0: Anything. Yeah. Your kids are a lot younger. And, and I think that probably has more to do with it. So,
1: but all that's say just. Just to wrap up, the main thing that I wanted to just kind of get out and why I asked you to do this is I just don't understand outside of politics. I don't understand what has changed in the past month or so to get us to the point where the governor would just get rid of the mask mandates that we have had, right? To change the status quo. Where we are with the vaccines and the like the growing number of people who have been vaccinated and or have had COVID, we're just which is right there. I know that we started this with like a two-week two week shutdown to bend the curve or whatever. And that's turned into a much longer ordeal. And it's gotten a lot worse than anyone hoped that it would be. I'm sure some people expected that it would be this bad. But I mean, we were talking about 200,000 de- 200, deaths as being like a catastrophic worst case scenario. And we're two and a half times that. It's tough. Like, again, there, there are no good answers. My only point is that given everything that we have been through in the past year, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to change course today. I don't know when the right time is. I just don't see anything that has changed structurally or in the data that says, okay, now is a great time to get rid of all these restrictions. And if you're going to get rid of the restrictions on occupancy and things like that, it makes sense to retain the restrictions on wearing masks, at least for the time being.
0: Valid comments. My comment would be, we were eventually gonna to get to this place and it was not gonna be 2022 when we got there, right? I believe, I have I've said privately to friends that when the vaccine is available to everybody, right? Which is probably a couple of months away, it's probably April or May, that at that point, I believe it becomes an individual choice across the board. We have told people, this is this is your life raft, this is your safety, you can go get a vaccine. And, and that's when we should lift mass mandates. I think that was the responsible thing to do. It's going to be clear. But to take a quote from one of your favorite movies, if you're not first, you're last. And that's Texas in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> All right, man. We'll go to baseball practice. Yep. Yeah, got baseball soon.
0: practice. Appreciate it. You can hear my kids in the background. Thanks for joining us. I know that was a quick reactionary episode. We'll see how much actually makes the cut when Chad's done. See y'all later. Bye.